This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. gonna sneeze that'd be no. a really good start cold open where i have a cold ah! wow funny hey guys welcome back to puck bunnies it's me it's audrey i'm here with christina i can introduce myself it's christina i'm here with audrey wow <laughs> i just get excited to say your name because i like when we hang out this is the only time we ever talk just yeah <laughs> one hour what a if, week what if this was the the one time we talked per week like we weren't actually friends this was just a purely professional relationship uh, yeah i mean you could say that about about many of defensive pairs <laughs> in this sport yes i'm i'm drinking some diet coke from burger king do you want to see what i'm drinking yeah i do is it water athlete oh. juice <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking orange gatorade I have really hated Gatorade for maybe the last 10 years of my life. Why? I, it just tastes like um, extremely watered down juice, which is like the point. I get that that's the point. Yeah. But um, this week, <laughs> all I've wanted is orange Gatorade. I'm not pregnant. Like, this is not like a craving situation. I just really wanted orange Gatorade. I think it's because, I, do you remember when I was so sick in January? Do I ever remember? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> But all I was eating and drinking was like ginger ale, rice cakes, and orange Gatorade. <laughs> and now I'm just like hooks. I'm back on the Gatorade train. My personal favorite flavor of Gatorade, which is disgusting to Audrey, is the cucumber lime one. It tastes kind of salty in like a really good way. Uh, I cannot, ex- like, sound off in the comments if you have had <laughs> cucumber lime or cucumber melon. What, what the fuck? Like halfway. I'm at half function today. If you've had that Gatorade, it's very fucking good. It tastes like soap. I like the orange. I kind of like the blue. I kind of like the red, but the orange is the original for me. Gatorade, sponsor Pump Bunnies. Damn. (laughs) Can you imagine? We are athletes. (laughs) There was something else I was going to ask you, but I already forgot. So I guess we should talk about Austin Matthews. Oh my God. I am so excited. I'm so happy for him. For like, let's just let's just have a minute of of appreciation and happiness for our boy. Can we do like thirty seconds? Okay. All right, ready, go. Let's talk about it. Good job, Austin. Good job, Austin. Always nice to see an Arizona boy succeed. 
can I have some money, please? Yeah, like, Austin, if you're listening to this, first of all, why are you listening to this? It's very weird. Turn this off. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want any hockey players listening to me talk about them. I don't like that. You're too young to have this show on. Second, Second of all, can I have some money? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So his new contract is for... Five years. The next five years. And it's basically almost $12 million. Yeah, it's AAV is 11 like 0.6 million he, he's gonna get like 30 million in signing bonuses over the next two years just you saying that like 30 million dollars in signing bonuses made my stomach like flip just imagining that amount of money what is he <laughs> gonna do with 30 million dollars that's my question like i mean after taxes and all that and i'm like not gonna get into that because i don't care um, oh, I, at all i do but okay that's fine like <laughs> you can cover that but i mean Tax correspondence. he's he's gotta buy a house right like he's for sure gonna buy a house is he like not does Toronto. he already have a house i think they all no i think the smart thing that they do is they probably get apartments because they're all gone during the summer anyway like they yeah. probably just have really nice condos why would you want to own property in canada when you can own property in arizona <laughs> <laughs> i mean he might buy another house in phoenix Land is very cheap. Does his mom live in Toronto with him? No, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think there would be as many, like, rumors about Austin Matthews' off-ice behavior if his mother was living in Toronto with him. I haven't heard any of these rumors. What is he... I think it's just that he just, like, bangs it out, which, like, he should. He's an extremely attractive young man who now has $30 Mm. million. (laughs) Stop, Stop it! Stop it! I'm right! I'm right. Uh, we're not going to get into the is Austin Matthews hot or not debate today. That That's for the live show where Audrey and I just like publicly fight. Scream at each other. <laughs> but like he's a 21 year old, probably most famous person on the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. And now the highest paid. And now the highest paid. So like he, he absolutely should be getting it in whenever and wherever he can. And yeah, Austin should not have to use a condom for the next five years. <laughs> Yes, you said, don't listen to me, but Austin, you don't, you can rat. Again, we've covered the fact that he does not listen to this, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think this is a very interesting contract for several reasons. First of all, it's a five-year-long contract. You would think that they would want to keep Austin for at least, like, For as long as possible. Again, he's only 21, so he's just hitting his stride, and, like, in five years when he's 26, dangerous thought. Um, <laughs> he's still he's, he's still gonna have like at minimum five maximum like 10 years left right so this is sort of the spiritual like opposite of the Connor McDavid contract which was for eight years mm-hmm. and worth about I think 100 million 106 million yeah and he apparently left money on the table like that yeah. was a whole thing they yeah. were like connor oh he's such a such an angel he left money on the table for the good of the team <laughs> but what austin did was basically like fuck you guys like i want a shorter contract i want to bet on myself and i'm gonna make you pace in the nose for it like so he like what what connor mcdavid did is he took less money for more security what yes. austin is doing is he's betting on himself and i think it's a good bet that oh, he's going to be like at his peak in 5 years and then they'll have to pay him again right or he will leave leave and go to the coyotes <laughs> where actually like he would he would probably make more money like playing in arizona absolutely and the money would like mean more because they tax him out the shit 
hole in Canada. I don't know what that phrase was. Maybe but. in the next five years, Toronto will win two cups and he'll just really get tired of winning and want to go uh, help the Coyotes win a cup. Do you honestly think that in five years, the no. Coyotes are still going to have a hockey team? <laughs> you know, it's really sad. Somebody sent a subtweet this week that was like a poll of if you p- think people who call the coyotes the yotes are assholes or not. And I was like, yes, and I will continue <laughs> to call them the yotes for that exact reason. Because you're like, an It's asshole. extremely stupid. But also, like, I'm going to continue to call them that until the team moves or I die, which are both very likely to happen the next three to five years. So oh, please calm down. Please calm down. <laughs> you cannot die. Who would check on me? I shan't. I'll live forever. So a lot of the discourse around this contract is been really interesting because there's like two camps of people there's like the people who think kyle dubas is like a genius for the way that he negotiated this and the people who think like this is one of his major mistakes Mm -hmm. i personally think that he fucked up because he should have locked him down like last summer because austin's been having the best season of his life and that certainly added about probably like five million ten million to the overall price i just think that nobody should be signing eight-year contracts to be honest i think this is smart I think this is smart for Austin. And I think it's also like, I mean, we don't know who's going to be coming up the pipeline in five years time. No, it sort of harkens back to our conversation that we had with Namita last week, where the data is showing that players peak younger. Wow. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought that players are better when they're younger? So, you know, from from one standpoint, Kyle is making the smart choice because he's paying the most for Austin when he's going to be the best. And then maybe when he's 26, he won't be like as effective at like producing those five on five goals mm-hmm. as he is now. Probably so, not. He probably will be. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a generational player and right. probably be better at 26 than he is now. I, I just think it's an interesting trend when you compare it to what Connor McDavid did. And because we have just an incredible amount of restricted free agents, like sort of hitting their restricted free agency. Well, that's the thing. It's going to it's gonna change everything this summer. Like it's it going to change everybody's contract. I mean, and it's also, you kind of have to take into account like Toronto I think is an interesting case because it's such a weird like cultural obsession with the team Mm -hmm. and they have so much money like you know there's all this stuff about people saying oh Austin's gonna be a leaf for life like blah 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 and I'm like probably not no like no one's a leaf for life it's a fan base that definitely feels ownership over Mm -hmm. their players in a way that is it's a lot Leafs fans love to get mad online I love looking at the athletics comment section because mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of like very mad Toronto fathers like yelling in the comment <laughs> section at like Pierre. Damn, like please calm down. I'm I would, about I would never yell at Pierre. No, he seems like a very nice man. Pierre, come on, pluck monies. The other part of this is that for one half of the dynamic duo, this could mean the, the road ahead for Mitch Marner has just gotten more complicated because of this. Yes. So uh, Toronto has said that they are, don't want to talk about Mitch's contract until this summer. Mid, yeah, Mitch's team said that at the beginning of this. Oh, at yes. the beginning of this year, his agent was like, "We don't want to distract him during the season. Mm-hmm. He needs to focus on his play. We're not going to talk about this until the summer." Which, I mean, go off, I guess. But like, like mm-hmm. that's not real. I mean, it's not like Austin has been playing distracted for the last five months while negotiating his no contract, what they want to do is like like okay look, look how much better than mitch got like this year you have to pay him i i think what's gonna happen is i think he's gonna get a three-year bridge deal 
I think yeah. that that's what's going to happen because they don't have the cap space to sign him for eight years. And I don't think he would get like a five-year contract. I think a three-year bridge makes sense for him. I mean, it's tough. Because it's, he's so good. I mean, he's great. He's not Austin Matthews level great. But he's not far behind him. No, I, Especially I agree. Especially when you look at like the numbers, like his assists and stuff. Apparently, all I care about is like contract negotiation because like I, I'm like listening to myself talk and I sound like such a nerd right now. <laughs> oh my God. Put this woman on TSN. <laughs> I don't care about anything else about the sport except for uh, cap space and uh, AAV. <laughs> anyway. No, but what's frustrating to me about watching this whole thing play out is that like they said that this was their strategy. You know, they weren't going to distract him during the season. So like, okay, you're buying your time. And then like, you see John Tavares and William Nylander and Austin Matthews all signed these huge contracts. And now I'm like, what cap space is left for you if you weren't going to like jump in and say, this is how much I want? I mean, when you're talking about like, like cap space on, on the Leafs, you got to assume that they're going to have to deal some of their pieces. Kadri's gone. Well, Kasperi Kapanen, like, RIP. <laughs> he's, I feel he's like they're going to trade him. But the thing is, like, they have to keep... Like, I think Morgan Riley des- like, deserves to get paid as well. Patrick Marlowe's contract... His contract runs out soon. They've really, they've really backed themselves into a corner there. But, like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's a bad problem to have. Oh, we have too many good players and not <laughs> enough money. But also, the thing is, like, with Austin signing a five-year contract, he's also factoring in, okay... The cap space is going to increase every year. Because we're getting a new CBA soon. Yeah, you're getting a new CBA. You're also going to be getting in two years, in 2020, 2021, they're going to renegotiate like the TV deal right, for the NHL. So that's going to bring in a ton of money. You're also going to have gambling money coming in for the first time. Hell yeah. There's going to be more revenue to work with, like, but this year is going to be the tough one, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be so insanely tight, and it has a lot of implications not only for Mitch Marner, but for the rest of, like, this extremely talented crop of RFAs we have coming up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're talking about people like Sebastian Ajo. Finnish King. Okay, so the big ones are Ajo, Braden Point, oh, Patrick yes. Laine, Miko Rantanen, Matthew Kachuk, Brock Besser. Oh, Brock. Zach Wierenski and Ivan Pavarov, uh, who hasn't been having that great of a season, but also then like Charlie McAvoy um, yeah. on the Bruins. So you have, yeah, that's a that's a lot. So you have all of their agents just like looking at this with like, like microscopic, like, what are we going to do? I just started imagining like all of them like <laughs> walking around in a room like, you know, at the beginning of like, <laughs> when, <laughs> when you what turn- is so funny? <laughs> When you turn like a wee. Oh my god, I knew you were gonna say that! <laughs> and they're all just like walking around. On the planet? I'm like crying right now. That's so it's stupid. Like a wee shop music like on in the background. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the RFA landscape this summer. <laughs> oh my god, I have to make a brain point me now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, we should talk about, let's talk about the Mitch Marner drama that happened this week. I don't know about this. I was too busy looking at numbers and getting like horny for $30 million. This is the Namita effect, <laughs> getting horny for numbers. So, you know, Marner's going through this like weird reverse psychology strategy of not talking about his contract during the season. Sure. Hmm. But this week, his agent um, made some comments about the Leafs like, this was and this was immediately like after Austin signed his contract. He made some comments about how the Leafs were trying to lowball Mitch Marner, like quote 
unquote lowball him. Uh. And then, so this was this happened like I don't know Tuesday, and then immediately Wednesday morning, his agent was like on every sports radio show in Toronto, like walking those comments back and trying to say that he was he had been talking about how they had been trying to lowball him like last summer, not now. Which, okay, okay, sure. So obviously, um, Mitch slash whoever else was not very happy uh, with what his agent had been saying. And like, if you if you are a fan of the sport at all, and like and like follow the Maple Leafs, you have to know that Mitch Marner is like he is from Toronto. Like he yes. is just this like golden boy. It is there. a hometown hero situation. He is from there. He's like he's just he does a lot of charity work. Like he is like a Toronto boy. And it's also so, like his personality. And he's just a sweet sweet. He's boy. just an angel and a ray of light. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Audrey is not into Mitch Marner. I'm very into Mitch Marner. He looks no, like he's he great. Would make fun of me, and uh, you know, and then at the end of the at the end of the movie at the prom, he would dance with me like that. That's that's the vibe. That's, that's the Mitch Marner vibe. That's the Mitch Marner vibe. So it would be insane if this if he like blew up his own contract. The fans would be furious, and that's like another thing that factors into this. But also, a lot of people around him clearly think he should be making as close to Matthew's money as possible. And oh, his dad. <coughs> Paul Marner. If you don't remember this, there was somebody wrote a, a piece about Mitch in The Athletic a couple of months ago that basically drew a lot of media attention, especially because of uh, some comments his dad contributed to that piece in which he was like, it's really frustrating when people talk about who should be captain of the Maple Leafs and nobody ever talks about Mitch. He really thinks Mitch should be captain. Of- he, he really thinks Mitch is like elite, like top tier, which I mean, he's a great player, but also <laughs> this is like a, a capital H, capital D hockey dad. Mm, is that is that a thing? Scenario. Oh yeah. And I mean, this is the thing in a lot of sports. I mean, I grew up with a baseball dad, so it's kind of the he, same he thing. He must have been really disappointed with you. Yeah, he was really disappointed with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, fully believes that your child is the next Wayne Gretzky, you know? Mm. And is furious whenever they're not getting enough ice time and is always yelling at the coach, is yelling at everybody, like, why aren't you playing my son? It's it's drama. It's um white suburban dad drama. We love it. Yeah, love to see it. So there, there's that that's going to factor into it. It's, so this is a bummer because this is like a 21-year-old kid who clearly has an agent and a family situation that is going to be extremely high pressure when you can tell he just wants to be like on the Leafs and playing yeah. hockey with his friends. We have to save him. <laughs> I think he'll be fine. I'll be his agent. But yeah, then there's also the, the point that like he grew up in Toronto. So there are going to be fans who think that like he should be taking a hometown discount, you know, for the greater good of the team. Is that really a thing? A oh, yeah. Di- oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, for sure. Barf. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> we hate Toronto. <laughs> oh, yeah, we hate Toronto. We love the boys. Like, fucking get paid. I hate, I just truly, truly hate that mentality that like, oh, you should take less like for the good of the team. No, fuck you. Get paid. If you were getting $30 million in signing bonuses over the next five years, what mm-hmm. what would you do with that money? Okay. Well, first of all, would I have to play hockey? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Someone's just giving me $30 million. Someone is giving you $30 million in installments over the next five years. Um, It's so sad that like the first thing I thought of was like, oh my God, like... I could get my own apartment and pay off my student loans. Like, my dreams are so small. Other other than the boring, like, paying off your loans, which okay. obviously is a given. 
Um, so something I think about a lot is like, how physically hot could I be if I had all of the money in the world mm-hmm. like at my disposal? I would immediately like hire like a personal trainer. Personal trainer, with- plastic surgery, which I we both have yes. a list of procedures that we would immediately get. Audrey and I have like itemized everything that's wrong with our bodies, and like that's about like thirty percent of the things we talk about on a daily basis. <laughs> if anyone wants to see the full list, I can send it to you <laughs> for a fee <laughs> to go to our surgery. Yeah, I would like get I would get like everything done. Like I would have perfect hair. I'm so fucking vain. You already have perfect hair. I know, but it would be better. I would buy Dido, like, just a cat condo. I think I would spend it on some pretty classic, like, uh, unfortunately, hockey guy purchases. Would you buy a car? I would buy a car. I would um, probably get tattooed. Oh, yeah. Would you get the full Austin Matthews sleeve? You know, Mitch Marner has a sleeve, too, I think. I don't like that. I don't like it on him. He needs to get it off. <laughs> He's too pure. Like, Austin's looks really good. Yeah, I mean, totally. What kind of car would you get? I don't fucking know. Also, like, what's the most, like, hockey boy car that you could, like, uh, like, I'm thinking, like, a loaded Jeep. I'm trying, yeah. Well, oh, my God, that's right. Well, uh, now I'm thinking about, like, so this week I I was walking (laughs) home from work. (laughs) I work right near, like, Capital One Arena. So I'm walking home from work, and this car is driving down the street towards me. And it's, like, a land, like, a Jeep Land Rover on, like, a rig, like, monster truck wheels. (laughs) Like, the door is, like, eight feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. It's also covered in literal plate armor. What? Matte gray plate, like, plate armor. It looks like a what? tactical vehicle. Like, it looks like somebody picked up a truck from the middle of, like, fucking Kabul, Afghanistan, <laughs> and dropped it on 6th Street, D.C., Who Northwest. Let him buy that? So it's driving down the street towards me, and I was like, I said out loud, that is the ugliest fucking car I have ever seen. And it drives by and Brooks Orbeck is driving it. I was like, well. That makes sense. That makes sense. He could probably like shoot you from that vehicle. How dangerous do you think this city is, dude? Yeah, he's like, he's on the mean streets of like Arlington. Yeah, I know. Seriously. McLean probably where he lives. So not a car like that. It would just be nice to have like a car. I mean, Tyler Sagan probably has. I know he has, like, at least five cars. Yeah, because he's in Texas where there's no fucking income tax. He could just lease me one. I don't understand, like, why, like, not everyone is, like, clamoring to pay in Dallas. <laughs> well, your money, like, means someone, so much more. Someone really... Yarmir Yager, I think, played in Dallas. Somebody really, really famous played in Dallas at some point, And people were like, Why? Why is he in Dallas? And then there was that whole, like, oh, income tax is, like, not a thing. <laughs> you get, like, 30% more of your money. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, uh, we wish we wish the, the boys the boys in blue the best. We're proud of them. I really like the least. I've come to love them. Can we have some money, please? <laughs> My Venmo is, you can just ask me for it. And please, please play for Audrey and I's surgery so that we can be beautiful. <laughs> so we can be hot. That'd be great. Uh, the other, oh, wait, we should also talk about very briefly the other signing. This is just going to be this show for the next, like, three weeks. It's going to be trades and signing drama. Oh, and I'm horny for it. <laughs> we have to go to our, our nemeses in, in Columbus to talk about the ongoing Bobrovsky Panarin stuff that's going on. So we have, like, what, at this point two weeks until the trade deadline fuck you why did you do that sorry my my cat just knocked over my fucking diet coke dido oh my god 
I just did the most cat behavior you can do. She just looked at me and she like knocked over my completely full cup. So the thing about Artemi Panarin and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky is that, you know, there was that drama a, a few weeks ago with Bobrovsky getting um, basically benched. Sorry, I just turned the light on. Ooh, you look so good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so, like, clearly both of them want out of Columbus, right? Don't blame them. But the question is, are they going to hang around until the tra- trade deadline in two weeks, which means that they would be on the team through the playoffs and like, oh, we can make a playoff run with these two guys. Or are they out of there and Columbus may slash probably sacrifice a playoff run because of it? The drama this week is that Artemi Panarin has switched agents, which normally would just be like, okay, whatever. But his new agent is also Sergei Bobrovsky's agent. It's so cute. Wow. They just like, they're just besties. I mean, they literally are. They hang out all the time. Like they don't hang out with anybody else on the team. Because they're, like, insane. Like, like, these guys are very fucking Russian. They barely do any English press. They they do not care about anybody else on the team. Like, they really. <laughs> they go on vacation together. Their wives hang out with each other. Like, that's that's it. And they do not care about, like, NHL, like, American press. They do not care. No. Which, like, fair. That's totally, like, yeah. live your life. So now, of course, like, the rumors are intensifying that these two are going to be a package deal. I love that. It's so cute. And then they're going to get traded before the deadline, um, which would suck shit for the Blue Jackets, even though, like, honestly, Bobrovsky has not been putting up great numbers this year as a goalie, but whatever. It's already, like, out there that the Panthers want both of them. They should go to Boston. They're not going to go to Boston. I would love that. I think they're going to end up somewhere warm because literally, like, they want to be living in Miami or Tampa or fucking, like, I don't know. Where they really should go is the Kings. Like, they want to be somewhere metropolitan. Again, Columbus seems like a fine city. I have defended Columbus as a city on this podcast before, but if I was a a very Russian man, I would not want to live there. (laughs) Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I feel bad for Columbus fans just because, like, this has been dragging out for so long, and it's hard to be like, we have these two on-paper superstar players who so clearly do not want to be here, and, like, they just, they, they don't care. I mean, to me, honestly, like, that would make me a little bit wary of signing them. Like, if you're just gonna, like, act like this, I don't know if I want you on my team. Yeah, you sound like um, the Vancouver Canucks right now, who basically only <laughs> sign people for character reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they're so bad. Is that true? I mean, that's why they signed Jay Beagle, basically. Oh! Yeah, I know. Gross. It's so cute. They paid him way too much, but he has a really good personality. I know. He's a really good personality. Also, if they get traded to the Panthers, there's not really more potential or, like, winning in the Panthers' future, I think, than there is in the Blue Jackets' future. So is uh, do they care about winning or do they just, like, anyway, I'm not going to get into speculation about what these people, what their motivation is. But let's just check in with the Ducks because it's going to make us feel better about ourselves. Honestly. I honestly need that, like, desperately. I want you to guess. How many games have the Ducks won since December 17th? Five games. They've won two games. Oh, no! In the last (laughs) two months. In the last two months, they've won two games. I wonder what that locker room is like. They have, for some reason, still not fired their coach. They need to kill him. Don't. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Do not take that (laughs) suggestion. (laughs) They got shut out by the Sens this week, 4-0. And the Sens had had lost the last five games in a row. Was Gibson playing that night? Surely not. 
Yes. Oh. And, and Christina, here's the worst part. What? He took a hard hit from his own teammate. Oh, no. And is now injured. Upper body? I don't know if they've said yet. Oh, I hope he's not concussed. He did not play today, and he is not. They have not issued any more details. So he got an own wound? Yeah. Friendly fire (laughs) took down John Gibson. Literally their only productive player this season. That makes me sad. I feel like I say this every week, but I really do feel bad for John Gibson. Not only because he is a fellow Cancer, but because he has been carrying this team all season and... There, it, it's just like he's out there playing by himself. Now he gets to take a break, though. <laughs> he gets to take a nice little vacation. That's true. He didn't get a he didn't get an all star break vacation because he was at the um, he was at the all star game. Anyway, that's me checking in with the ducks. Did you see that thing that was going around Twitter with that couple who had gone to like? Oh my god! Nine ducks games and like they had been beaten by like five points. They were on their honeymoon and they were traveling from city to city watching in the ducks Canada play. in February. They have to be you bring that psychotic. Up yeah. Your marriage is like a BDSM marriage. They deserve each other, like in a good way, because yeah. who else is out there that's going to do that with you? If you can get through like an entire like Western Canada road trip where your team is awful, then you can survive probably anything that life has to throw at you. Hey. What? I heard you have a new crush. <laughs> oh, I do. I heard you have a new crush this week and it's like, it's a good Audrey's- one. It's a doozy. Audrey's so happy. So she has been trying to force the uh, New York Rangers on me. I've been trying to baby bird the New York Rangers to Christina. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I think it like on like Tuesday, I like DM her and I was like, Audrey, have you seen this guy named Mika? Christina <laughs> saw one picture of Mika Zibanejad and was like, that's for me. That that's- is for me. <laughs> Mika Zibanejad is the perfect person. He speaks four languages. He is also a DJ. We're not going to talk about that because I think that's kind of lame. He is from Sweden. He is the light of my life. He is gorgeous. He has like beautiful like balayage hair. He is single. He has great eyelashes. Uh, it's the entire package. He's also their top line center. So I guess he's like good at hockey or whatever. But he's, I mean, he's on the Rangers. So he's, he's, he's fine at hockey. <laughs> <laughs> he's a solid C plus at hockey. <laughs> a plus in my heart. He is best friends with Chris Kreider. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he's like six two. I, I encourage everyone who is listening to this and does not know who Mika is to follow him on Instagram where he is very active. And he's posts, a beauty. Like, post stories and stuff. I'm so glad that like, if there was one person who was going to get you into the Rangers, which I admit are like an incredibly boring team. But so handsome. So fucking handsome. <laughs> I'm glad it was Mika and not like Brady Shea, which would have been boring. He, he's too pretty. He's too pretty. Mika's like interesting and hot. So yeah, I saw Mika and like, I felt like my, I, Your, I my pupils like, Anyway. Yeah. He's That's gorgeous. all I have to say about that. Anyway, if anybody like... If you know anything about him. Knows him. <laughs> if you think he would like a slightly out of shape, uh, six foot tall lawyer, please, please pass my ditches along. We also talked about like people that we would be willing to be in like a polycule with this week. And Mika <laughs> was one of them. Audrey, He's on the like, list. Our, our friendship is just hypotheticals of like who we would fuck yeah. together. <laughs> who would we be in a three-way relationship with? <laughs> This is friendship. This is normal. Like a three-way relation for me is really appealing because I hate like 
people. I, I can't do 50% of the work in a relationship. That's so much. <laughs> you need another girl to like. I need somebody else to like lighten the load a little bit. <laughs> I have a lot of stuff going on. Well, luckily for you, Audrey, I have nothing going on. <laughs> so that's, this is getting better and better. <laughs> do you want to take some calls? Yeah, before we like go into more like weird psychosexual elements <laughs> of <our> friendship. <laughs> Hi, Puck Bunnies. Um, this is Angela. And uh, I've had uh, two things occur in my life recently that have led me to a question for you. First of all, I've started paying attention to hockey. Uh, second of all, I have remembered my Instagram password. So my question for you is, not including Tyler Sagan, who I'm taking as a given, who are your, like, top five hockey players I should be following on Instagram. This can be for thirst reasons or like they have cute dog reasons or like, and I know I'm going out on a limb here, they have an interesting personality. Anyway, thanks. (laughs) Bye. Oh, this is a really good question. I will, like I just said, Mika Zamanajad has a very active Instagram presence. I highly recommend following him. PK Subban, obviously. Oh, he's like a well-oiled machine. He doesn't necessarily post a lot of pictures, but he's extremely active on Instagram stories. And my favorite thing that he does is probably singing in the car on the way to every practice, every morning skate, and every game. Mama, I love him. That rules. Putting out some just fantastic content via Instagram stories. Also, um, if you're into like dogs or like I don't know, nature. Uh, Brock Besser is a really good Instagram follow because- I don't follow him. He clearly is an outdoors boy, which I enjoy personally. And he has a really cute dog. Oh, Jeff Skinner is a good follow because he posts a lot of pictures of him shirtless on uh, scooters. He's also funny. Yeah. He's low-key funny. Like in like in like not a stupid way. Like he's actually funny, which is, I don't like that at all. When it comes to players who are good on Instagram, like I feel like the list is pretty short because- they're men. They're not great. But buddy, the wives. But the wags are where it's at. The wags are who you have to follow on Instagram. Yeah, like you have to follow Lauren Oshi, who yes. has really been stepping up her endorsements game, and I'm very proud of her. Our, our sister, Lauren. Lauren's basically a mommy blogger at this point, which I love. Without like doing any of the blogging, she just does like all the sponsorships. It's awesome. I'm so happy for her. Also, Lexi Brown. You have to follow Lexi Brown. Lexi Brown is hilarious. She will make you care about the wild. (laughs) Like, a little bit. (laughs) A a little bit. She's fucking hilarious. She's so funny. She's like, like Chrissy Teigen kind of like funny. Yeah, she's awesome. She posts, like, really long Instagram stories, too, where she talks, and I like that. And they have cute kids. (laughs) Like, there's also, they have cute kids. If you're into weird wag content... Or, like, Russian. Nastya! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, Nastya Ovechkina is the, the obvious choice here. She posts so much. There's just, <laughs> she's a content creating machine. It's just little dots. You will not understand anything that is going on in her stories because <laughs> everything will be in Russian. There will be no translation. And also, like, it's weird stuff. Literally, today I was watching her Instagram story and she's in Russia, like, probably visiting family. And her Instagram story was probably 60 videos long. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. Like 60 I, videos You're going to watch all of them. 60 videos long. And half of them were just her filming a TV, <laughs> which was playing Safari footage. 
it was playing safari footage from like somebody's family vacation and she was just putting this out there to like her thousands of followers for no reason my favorite thing was during the summer, like most of her like stories would just be like Alex Ovechkin sitting shirtless, like in their beautiful porch, just like or like, grilling, grilling <laughs> playing with his dog. I was like, this is this is so good. Yeah. So the wags are really where it's at when it comes to Instagram. I could talk about Instagram wags for like a while, but I, I we could put that. together a really good guide at some point um, Ooh, that's for which of them to follow. But yeah, this is a great question. Hi, bunnies. This is Nick from Tampa calling. Uh, I have two questions this week. First time caller, long time listener. My first question is, as a fan of the uh, most boring team in the NHL, according to you and, you know, everyone else, um, I'm concerned that watching too much lightning hockey is going to turn me into the uh, guy from the NPC meme. How concerned about this should I be? My second question is, which uh, currently active player in the NHL do you think is the most volatile for hockey? Thanks for taking my call. Have a good one. Bye. First of all, I, I feel like we need to explain what like an NPC meme is. Do we have to? It's like kind of, <laughs> it's kind of like a fashy. It's, meme. It, it is a straight up fascist alt right meme. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> Like an NPC meme is someone who's like not a real person, and so like you can you can kill them because they're boring. Right. Um. I don't think you should worry about. Like I. I also feel like we should explain why we think the lightning are boring, and it's just because we are too lazy to learn about them. Like that's really it. Right. Like I'm sure they're like fun boys who like have personalities, but like they're too good. And also, we do. We're on board for Victor Hedman. Oh. We are on board. We're going to try, and the closer we get to the playoffs, I think we're going to put in a little bit more effort. We're going to be first and second mates of the SS Victor Hedman. Yes. I don't think that they're the most boring team in the NHL, objectively speaking. I just think that they're the most boring team in the NHL to me and Christina. Yeah. Like, Audrey and I definitely, like, have a thing for trash cans. Like, yeah. Like, we love, we love trash boys. I love garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I suggest, Nick. Tell me about the garbage on the Lightning so that I get into it. Yeah. Has there been drama? Have two of your players <laughs> allegedly had a threesome with a girl and then one of them gets in a physical fight with his girlfriend over it? Like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I want the mess. Give me the gas. And, me then the gas and then I'll care because being like the trash and the garbage details are what is relatable to me. The second part of this question is so good. Who do you think is most full sell? Sidney Crosby. Bam. Ooh, that's a good one. Bam, bam, bam. The Outman uh, has never had sex. Wow. You just blew mine out of the water. Who was yours going to be? So my immediate reaction to this was Connor McDavid, but like we know he has a girlfriend and she's hot. Well, of course. He's makes a hundred. He has a hundred million dollar contract. Right, exactly. Like. So my second answer was going to be Patrick Laine. Interesting. Because all we know about him is that he plays hockey like a robot and he plays Fortnite. Like that's it. <laughs> but Sidney Crosby is... Like that answer was, it was sitting right there in front of me and it was, it was taking up so much of my field of vision that I didn't even see it anymore. (laughs) It's Sidney Crosby. It's Sidney Crosby. I, I would believe if you told me that he is a friction, I would believe it. Also, I would respect it. No, Nathan McKinnon, um, Nathan McKinnon dated an actress from Riverdale. Which one? Uh, the one who plays Tony. Oh, I know. Vanessa Morgan. Yeah, they dated. She's hot. Mm Mm-hmm. I know. I wish they were still together. That would be fun. 
I know. Nick, thank you for that very, very good pair of questions. Hey, bunnies, it's Garrett. Uh, something I think that hockey doesn't get enough credit for uh, is the wonderful eccentricity and, you know, just pure hockiness of many of the players' names, uh, which I find to be joyful in both look uh, and sound. Uh, you know, some of my favorite examples are, you know, current players like TJ Oshie and Tuvo Teravainen. Uh, and some older classics like Miroslav Shatan, Darius Kasparaitis, Takan Lube. Uh, my question to you is, what's your favorite hockey name of all time and why? Thanks, and I am looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Hi, Garrett. What's up, motherfucker? Again, misread this question because I don't read, and I only <laughs> was thinking about players who are in the league right now. But I have to say my favorite name this season is Nino Niederreiter. That's a good one. See, like, th- th- that's, like, a cool name, though. Like, whenever I heard this question, I was like, oh, it's like that guy whose name is, like, the guys with two first names. Kyle Connor! That's who I'm thinking Kyle of. Connor. Yeah. Two first names. That is the most hockey name I've ever heard in my life. Actually, now that I'm thinking, like, the Canes have some really good names because they have Nino Ryder. They have Greg McKegg. <laughs> I love that one. Like, you can't get better than that. And his nickname is literally Kegger. <laughs> That's perfect. Such a good name. Branching out from English names, I would say um, Rasmus Ristolainen. Very good. I love that alliteration, and I love just Barry Kotkanemi, tiny cancer child. Um, I like that guy who plays on the Flyers, uh, Ghost Ghost Pierre, whatever the fuck his name is. Gostaspierre? Yeah, what the fuck? That's an awful name. Shane Gostaspierre. That is the most Florida. He's from Florida. Mm-hmm. Whenever like I figured out that he was from Florida, I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because he was naming their kid Shane. Shane, <laughs> and then following <laughs> it up with a French ass last name, <laughs> like an anglicized French name. You'll love to see it. Every Brock, every Dylan. Yes. Every Shane. Brad Marchand is a really great name, too. It's a really great name because he always, he's changed several times how he wants people to pronounce his last name. (laughs) Probably just to be a dick. I love him. For a few years, it was Brad Marchand, and now he wants (laughs) Brad Marchand. So... I'm not going to say Marchand. He's great. Also, congrats to Patrice Bergeron, who played at his thousandth game today. What a wonderful man. What a beautiful saint of a man. We love him. Mm -hmm. I like the Bruins. I'm finding all these teams that I kind of have a weird fondness for, and I don't really know why. Um, We got a text. Hey, bunnies. First time caller, long time listener. My question is, between the two of you, who do you think would win in a series of all-star game style (laughs) skill competition challenges? Look forward to hearing what you have to say. All right. So is this question assuming that we're doing the all-star challenges or or are there challenges that (laughs) we would be good at? No, we're playing the actual all-star game skills style come i mean like we we can design our own but i feel like that would be really depressing (laughs) um well so first of all i've never skated yeah christina's never been on skates i the last time i wore ice skates was probably 2010 maybe so a good a good solid 10 years so let's Let's go top to bottom. Let's start with fastest skater. So I feel like that's going to be me, mostly because you've never wore skates. Yeah, I, I could like just kind of like scoot myself <laughs> on the ice very quickly. Like, have you seen have you seen that video <laughs> of the the baguette? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's going to be you. That's going to be you. So I feel like that's me by default, just because like I have ice skated before in my life. How's your hand eye coordination? 
Oh, just oh, really bad. <laughs> oh, very bad. So you know the the puck control one where like they lift it up on the stick and they put it through the gates. Absolutely not. I'd have to do it stickless. I would have to do it I, with, with my hands. My hands. <laughs> with my bare hands. Uh, so that's going to be a net zero. Neither of us would win that somehow. How about, oh, so the save streak is the goalie, the the one where you- That one I feel like I could do since you know I don't respect goalies. You don't respect goalies and also you're taller than me. So you can cover more footage of the net. Yes, I would make myself large, like a boulder. Like Ben Bishop. Yes, that Bishop mindset. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you you could do that, I think. Uh, Premier Passer was the one that was so long. I didn't like that it one. It had, like, 12 different events. Also, like, we didn't do any All-Star weekend coverage. Sorry. <laughs> this it is it. Matter. This is it. Christina and I both got separately very drunk watching the skills competition. <laughs> and neither of us watched the game. No, we did not watch the game. I could not, I couldn't do this because I'm really bad under pressure. I was just not. I would simply not do it. <laughs> This is this whole scenario is a nightmare for me because I'm sweating right now thinking about how many people would be looking at me trying to accomplish these tasks. I hate that. I feel like I could I could handle the pressure. I would just like get really mad and like just quit halfway through. Uh hardest shot, I feel like I could handle that because I'm full of rage. That's what I was thinking. It's like you have just this like like an in- extreme anger mm-hmm. in you and you was just you, were, you could probably hit it like 50 miles an hour. Yeah, which I feel like would be respectable. I mean, John Carlson hit it, what, like 102 miles per hour? So he did. I could do 50, I think. <laughs> I think they should put us in the all-star skills competition. What, for like comedic relief? Well, no, I thought this for a while. It's like, you know, you know, the Olympics, they should have mm-hmm. like one like normal guy. One normal guy. <laughs> no, actually, I think that's smart because he would be like comparably, this is how a normal human being, this is how long a normal human being would take to skate one lap around a ring. <laughs> it's like a leisurely 20 minutes. <laughs> now let's watch Nathan McKinnon do it. Yeah, because like it like looks really impressive like when they do it, but like yeah. I don't have any scale for how good it is. You need us there to show people why this is a good sport. Hashtag draft Audrey and Christina. I think that's it. I think we We did did it. it. Thank you for listening to our podcast where we actually talked a lot about hockey today. What a fucking concept. So weird. We are reaching the singularity. Thank you guys for calling in. If you would like to call in or text in or whatever for next week, you can. Our number is 774-318-6952. So hit us up. You can DM us too. You can DM us. I just sometimes forget that like my DMs are there. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful seven days. Seven days. It's from, it's from the ring. Come on. I haven't seen the ring. I haven't seen the ring. I'm fucking pussy. I hate scary movies. Okay, whatever. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to us. Thank you for doing that. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love love you. you. Bye, Christina. Love you.